Welcome to the Riches from the Pages podcast. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8 is the charge verse for our podcast and radio broadcast ministries. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. I'm Adam Borden. I'm a full-time evangelist, and I travel the country with my family preaching the gospel and singing his praises, and we hope to meet you someday. But until then, join us now with an open Bible as we search for riches from the pages of God's Word. Welcome back, friends, to Riches from the Pages, the radio broadcast ministry and our podcast. Now, today I want to continue a tradition that we have begun in the month of December. I always try to look back at the Messiah whom we celebrate and today, not, uh, not wanting to just replay old messages, I want us to get a fresh look at some things because we're living in times where we see the Word of God coming to life before our very eyes in the last days. But in order for us to understand last days, we sometimes have to look back into original and first days, times of prophecy. And today I want to begin our, our look into the life of Jesus, the Messiah who was born. Uh, in the book of Genesis, chapter number three. Now, Satan has tempted Eve. Eve has sinned. She is offered to Adam, and he has sinned as well. Death has now come to mankind. A curse has fallen upon the earth. And the Lord, in these verses, verse 14, has given a curse upon the physical serpent for his part in allowing Satan, the great liar and deceiver, to uh, deceive woman through his form. Verse 15, though, gives us a hope, a promised conqueror, a promised savior and redeemer. It says, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head. And thou shalt bruise his heel. The first mention of a redeemer who would come. Isaiah chapter number seven, verse 14, goes farther in time and gives a prophetic word about a coming Messiah in more detail. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now that word Emmanuel means God with us. And so we go forward now into Matthew chapter number one, the book of the generation. It says in chapter one, verse one of Matthew of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac, Isaac began Jacob, Jacob began Judas and his brethren. Judas begat Pharez of Zamar Tamar. Goes on down, look into verse number six. Jesse begat David the king, and David begat Solomon. And for those next several verses, verses through uh, verse number 11, you see a listing of kings who would uh, historically follow David and Solomon. Now, if we turn the page, uh, as it were, into this genealogy, we come down to verse number 16. Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. Now make that distinction. 
Throughout this line, we see wicked and good, righteous and evil. And here God has prepared through his plan a line of men who would bring forth a young man named Joseph. Notice what it said again there in verse 16. Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, which is called Christ. It doesn't say that Joseph was his father. It says that Joseph was the husband of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Joseph had a very important part. Now, here's something very important in the life of Joseph that I think we need to find encouragement from. Number one, Joseph took on a responsibility that he didn't legally have to. And we're going to see that in just a moment. But Joseph came from a long line of good and bad, wicked and righteous, evil and uh, righteous. And, and so uh, that should give us hope. Not everyone was born off of a church pew. Not everyone has been to Sunday school all their life. Not everyone was raised in a Christian home. But no matter what, God can take someone who chooses him and chooses to be obedient and chooses to follow the word of God, and he can use that person. He can use somebody like Joseph, who was of a line of men who had such wickedness as uh, sacrificing of their own children through the fires of Molech, that post-birth abortion, if you will. And then again, have men who were wise like Solomon and King David even in their heritage way on back. Uh, and he can take that line. <laughs> Heard the old preacher man say it this way. God can take a crooked stick and draw a straight line in the sand. Now, uh, that's interesting. Now, I want you to look at verse number 17 with me just for a moment. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. And from David until the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations. And from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are 14 generations. That's interesting. Now, I'm no expert in Bible numerology. I know some men who are very wise in it. My preacher friend, uh, the distinguished brother Howard Payne, excellent Bible numerologist. He would point out to us, as would have in years gone by, the late great Ed Vallo, who was a tremendous prophecy preacher and numerologist. He would point out that there is the number 14 given three times in this verse number 17. Now three, that divine number, that number of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That number 14 is the number of deliverance. And so if we went by the numerology that's given to us according to the genealogy of Jesus Christ, we would see that Jesus the Messiah came as a divine deliverer through his generations. What a tremendous, tremendous truth that we find in that. He is absolutely the great deliverer of all mankind, sent from heaven, came from his throne, conceived of the Holy Ghost, born of a virgin, living that sinless life. What a great truth that we find here in first, uh, the first chapter of Matthew. Now, now, as we pick back up here in Matthew chapter number one, I want to look at verse number 18. 
reads this way in your King James Bible. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother, Mary, was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily, or as we would say, privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Can you imagine being Jesus in a society? Now, our society is so lax now, and our society is so wicked now. As a general rule, uh, two people who are not even approaching wedlock could come up in a situation where there is a child on the way, and the outcome, oh, might be despisable and wicked. But here, in this society, especially among the Hebrews, when a, when a man and a woman, a young woman, were betrothed, they were brought together through uh, uh, a promise of marriage, an engagement, if you will. It was at that time, it was at that time a tremendous disgrace. It was a shame. It would cause legal action through the law of the Hebrews, the Levitical law. She would be stoned if she was found with child. And Joseph, if he, uh, he, he faced some, some hard decisions. And because he loved Mary, he chose not to put her away, not to uh, divorce her for one thing, uh, out and break off the betrothment, which to Hebrews was just as good as being married. But he, he said, no, I'll, I'll love her. I will love her anyway. And I believe that's evidence that God's plan put a man like Joseph in the life of Mary. God's plan put a man like Joseph who would stand by her, even in the face of public ridicule and what he could not trust was propriety and purity on her part. What a tremendous example. Grace, mercy, forgiveness. Mm, God knows what he's doing, does he not? I think that also is an um, example to any young people who are considering marriage. Don't just take somebody because they like you. Don't just take somebody because you enjoy some laughter together or you're attracted to each other. Choose upon character. Choose upon godly, righteous character. And so the angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord, that's another topic for another time. Don't get me started on the angel of the Lord. Gives Joseph an assurance. Don't be afraid, Joseph, to take Mary as your wife. Don't be afraid to go ahead as planned because this is not what it seems to society this is God-ordained. This is the promise that Isaiah spoke about in chapter 714. Joseph would have known 
the prophecies. Every young Hebrew girl knew the prophecies, and so they kept themselves in purity of that bloodline just because of the possibility that the Messiah might come through their life. And so Joseph knew the prophetic implications. He knew the promises of God that were kept. And so it was unsettling, yes, but can you imagine an angel, the angel of the Lord appearing to you? That's, that's unsettling as well. But he said, don't worry, this is of God. Then verse 24, Joseph being raised from sleep did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Every bit of that, the God-ordained prophetic word of it, the perfectly performed obedience of it, the expectation not just of the Messiah, but the confirmation of the angel's word to a person in Joseph who said, your little bride, your little engaged, your little betrothed Mary, she will be the mother of the Messiah. What a tremendous promise. What a, a tremendous fulfillment. And what today, a tremendous blessing to look back on how God used somebody like Joseph to be the earthly father of Jesus, the husband of Mary so that we could have a savior. What thoughts in this day of darkness? Oh, the light of Christ that still shines today. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, friends, for joining us for the Riches from the Pages radio broadcast and podcast. If you'd like more information about us, you can find us at evangelistadamborden.com or you can email us broadamb at gmail.com. Until we meet again next time, Merry Christmas.